Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports soccer podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today as always by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's segment, we've got a supersized preview episode for everyone. We're going to do a preview of the NWSL Challenge Cup final. And we are going to head into regular season preview for you all. Before we get into everything, a quick reminder to follow us on Twitter for all news and updates at Attacking Third. We also have a TikTok and an Instagram now. So follow us across all three platforms at Attacking Third for highlights, cool graphics, breaking news, and so much more. We're also available as video. Subscribe to us at YouTube.com slash Attacking Third so you don't miss out on a single thing. Lisa, like that supersized preview episode. I like the supersized preview, but that's what we've got because it's super duper crossover week <laughs> weekend in the NWSL with Challenge Cup final and second week of the regular season. So there were some games moved around, but um, we're recording this on Thursday, which is when we usually record our previews and off mic, Sandra, you and I were just talking about how we were jazzed last night yeah. after the Challenge Cup semifinal oh, yeah. and it took me a while to fall asleep. And the yeah. fact that we get to watch this again, the Challenge Cup again in a final is exciting. And it's just two days away, which is even more exciting. And we have regular season games. It's a lot. There's a lot going on. And we get to preview it all. We tried to mash it all together in a very organized way. So it is a supersized preview. We're going to we're going to break it down into a couple parts there at the top of the episode here. We're going to be chatting uh, challenge cup final. And then towards the latter end of the episode, we'll be chatting about uh, regular season matches that are on the horizon. But we had to do this together because some of this stuff overlaps and there's uh, one thing that impacts the other. Right. So we do know that the challenge cup kicked off the calendar year for NWSL camp competition for folks who are looking to catch up on everything. Matches are on Paramount plus you can get uh, highlights, extended highlights of games that you might have missed over at attacking thirds YouTube channel, but it's all building up to this day, the challenge cup final on May 7th, it's going to be Washington Spirit versus North Carolina Courage. The East meet again. Lisa, we've got the two teams who went one and two, essentially, in the East region. 
going to battle it out for the Challenge Cup. For folks who are just joining us for the first time or maybe are unfamiliar with Challenge Cup a little bit, this year's edition, the third edition of Challenge Cup, featured 12 clubs broken down over three cent- or three regions. You had the East, West, and Central regions battling it out in group stage play for spots of the Final Four and the semifinals. And now we've got two finalists in the Challenge Cup, and it's all coming back to the East. It's got Spirit got courage the game is going to take place number three versus number four it's going to be playing at north carolina wake med soccer park in Cary, north carolina courage the hosts in this one let's talk a little bit about these two teams maybe their history in the challenge cup specifically so far we've got these two teams that played out to two two draws against each other lisa so it's almost like two two draws (laughs) two 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 draws that's what it that's what it broke down to but uh, not to, not for lack of uh, impressive play, I think, on, on either side of the pitch. I enjoyed when these two teams went head-to-head in their group stage, and now they're going to be duking it out for a chance to lift the cup. And so there's already a bit of familiarity there mm-hmm. for both of these teams as they prepare to take the pitch. I think we have to look back at the history between these two sides that started uh, the last Challenge Cup weekend in March. So it's really just over a month these teams will face each other three times in Challenge Cup play. And and to reflect on how the Challenge Cup semifinals happened, and it was the top team in each region plus the number two overall team, which happened to be Washington Spirit, and the fact that this each region now are two of the team, two of the four teams have made it to the Challenge Cup final, uh, says a lot about the competition in that East region. It was North Carolina, Gotham, Washington, and Orlando Pride. So many people talked about how the West region was really tough with OL Reign, Portland, San Diego, and Angel City. And it's not to say that that wasn't tough either, but when you have two of four teams from the East making it to the final, I think it's tough competition in the East region. But these two sides, the first time they met March 30th, it was a 2-2 draw. Washington actually went down 2-0 early in the first half. I think it was 26 minutes when Dabinia had the opening goal and then Taylor Smith notched the second one for North Carolina. But Rodman and Hatch able to get back equalizers in the second half. Um, Washington ended up outshooting North Carolina in that game, specifically in the second half, 20-5 in that match. But shots on target. Five for Washington Spirit and four for North Carolina. So five of North Carolina or four of North Carolina's five shots were on target. Washington was just shooting at what they could. But remember, Washington Spirit started this Challenge Cup a little slow, not on even ground, not on sure footing. And as they grew into themselves and into the Challenge Cup, they just got progressively better. The second time these two teams met, April 23rd, again, a 2-2 draw at the end of it. Dabinia nets another one. Uh, Mary Barkley got a goal as well. And Ashley Hatch scored a brace, one of those being a penalty kick that was called at the end of the game in the 75th minute. So Hatch scored the opener and then bookended uh, the game of goals, getting the penalty kick in the 75th minute. Um, But North Carolina and Washington, they both have 12 goals for throughout this Challenge Cup. So each team is averaging two goals a game. And that's a pretty impressive stat too because they score a lot of goals and they have a lot of open run of play throughout the games. I'm excited to watch this one a third time, but I I really did want to look back at the first two times they met because it sets the scene for what is to come in the Challenge Cup final. 
I think so too. I, honestly, I, I really, I keep, I, I'm keeping my, my eyes more on the, on the more recent of the two matches that they played each other. Right. Because I think that one settles the most, it's most fresh in your, in your mind, uh, sort of rounded out challenge cup group play for, uh, for these two teams and just sort of looking at them between the first half into the second half for either of these teams, you had, I don't know if I would call this this game end to end. It sort of felt had that energy at first. Mm-hmm. You had you know Hatch getting on the board for the spirit very early on in the 15 minute, and then this the courage kind of chasing things a, a little bit, and and being the home team in this one as well. Uh, but seeing the debut start uh, for for Caroline and in, in, in the courage, I think people were really really excited about that. And this was uh, this was a performance that delivered essentially by the by this player you know winning a penalty and then having you know Dubinia go ahead and and convert that and kind of level things up I, I liked the tempo of that game I thought it was very exciting it was it was a match that I think a lot of people had their eyes on because of you know the the accessibility to it on the broadcast uh, and I thought it was a thrilling game I think between these two sides and my hope is that is we see something similar in this. Now, I don't know if it's going to you know, get to the point where we're going to see some into an action again and that maybe we're going to see a regulation you know, tied up and, and have to go to penalties. I, I don't know if my, <laughs> my heart could take that. I know. If we have a Challenge Cup final determined on penalties, but it wouldn't be the first time uh, the 2021 champion, uh, Challenge Cup champions, Portland Thorns, uh, they went all the way to penalties against Gotham FC in last year's Challenge Cup. Uh, and I'm not too sure. Maybe maybe there's something written between these two teams already. Maybe there's already enough foreshadowing here a little bit to maybe make the assumption that there is a strong possibility that these two teams can uh, go to the fullest extent of high drama mm-hmm. on a on a big stage and, and and go to and go to penalties just because of these two matches prior having uh having two two score lines and playing out to to draws here and we now we know with challenge cup you go directly to penalty kicks there's no extra time there to try to play some things out it's just end of regulation you're going to penalties so I'm a little bit curious as to sort of, you know, how that's going to shake out and, and what that's going to look like. And I'm also a little bit curious if maybe there's enough footage here or enough familiarity where we might see either either team come out and, and maybe make a, a tweak or an adjustment yeah. here or there. I, I know in, in the previews that you and I did leading up to the Challenge Cup semifinals, something that we... Talked a little bit about was the fact that there was, you know, a regular season overlap with these games, that something like player rotation was going to come into play. We, it's going to depend on, you know, personnel for both sides of the pitcher, who is who is available, what, are there certain types of, of minute restrictions. And I'm not saying that that's completely out the window because this is, you know, this is the final and it's just you put everything you have into it no matter what. But I have to imagine there's still going to be perhaps a little bit of that going into this match because you've got two teams now that are coming off of a ton of games in the span of, you know, seven to eight or or nine days here. So when we're looking at these two teams, Lisa, in terms of the, the outcome in this one, we got to talk about making picks. Okay. Let's talk about making picks and we got to talk about the, I think we should, yes, make our picks, but we should absolutely make arguments for, for either side here. I think, uh, I think, uh, 
deserve that in terms of the challenge that they put on in front of us. So in terms of making a pick for who's coming out on top, who's lifting the cup in this one, who are you picking and why? Sandra, it's so difficult. It's so difficult. Um, honestly, I think Washington Spirit is going to win, but it it is that's more of a gut feeling I have because honestly, I could see this one going either way. I have a few other predictions for this match. Um, I, I know you talked about player rotation and yeah. and both of these teams in the Challenge Cup semifinal had to deal with different things. Washington having to go to sudden death penalties, which is a big mental toll. It's, it's exhausting to do that mentally and emotionally. And North Carolina, although they had an early lead um, and they end up winning 2-1 against Kansas City, they had to play in really tough downpour conditions. So their yeah. bodies are still recovering. That's mentally exhausting as well to be able to play through a torrential downpour. Um, looking at starting lineups and rotations that way, uh, last match for Washington against O.L. Reign in the Challenge Cup semifinal, we saw Chris Ward rotate a little bit his midfield, pushing Ashley Sanchez higher up the pitch to be a forward alongside Hatch and Rodman. I don't foresee that happening in this match yeah. against North Carolina. I see him putting Sanchez back in the midfield so she can try to disrupt Dabinia and Caroline's play through between each other. It, it's so much about what the opponent is going to do. And with Sean Nahas and his box midfield that North Carolina rolls out, he needs a player like Ashley Sanchez in there to pick off passes, to read the play and, and do all of those types of things. At this point, we don't know about Andy Sullivan. I don't foresee her playing though. I think Kelly O'Hara looked really good. If she can stay healthy, get rest over these next two days, we'll see her start for Washington spirit. Um, and, and Emily Sonnet in the back line, Sam Staub. They have a lot of good picks defensively. And Aubrey Kingsbury, I bet she's still flying high after that Challenge Cup semifinal win. But I see Sanchez sitting back in the midfield a, a lot more in this match. Um, Dabinia for North Carolina Courage. She has scored in five straight Challenge Cup matches. I bet she gets another one. She's going to go for six straight, um, take her record and up it one more. She had a penalty kick that she could have put away the last time these two teams faced in the Challenge Cup. And it was saved by Aubrey Kingsbury. I think Dabinia wants another one on Kingsbury. So that's why I believe that Dabinia will get a goal. But ultimately, I have Washington taking this one. It's their second straight championship that they head to as a team and essentially the same team that they took to the 2021 NWSL championship that they ended up winning. They now have those rings. They have a a tangible reminder of how hard they fought, how much they wanted that win and how they were able to do it as a whole team unit. I think we're seeing a lot of different diversity in what Washington spirit can do. It's going to be a really tough task for Ashley Sanchez to be in that midfield and break up the, the Dabinia Caroline midfield play. And also, also Ashley hatch, Chris Ward is going to ask a lot of her to get touches on the ball. She did not touch the ball nearly enough against O.L. Reign. She was hidden behind defenders. They did a really good job of preventing the ball into Hatch. But if she can just get one touch on it, a feed up and into her, that then she can lay it off to Anna Helferty, Sanchez, or Rodman. It's going to make the difference for Washington. Um, but I have Washington ultimately becoming the Challenge Cup champions in this one. Sandra... Who do you have? What predictions do you do you see coming true? Any <sighs> personnel rotation you want to see from either side? Listen, I um, I picked against OL Reign in the semifinal, but I had had OL Reign picked in our Challenge Cup overall preview to win the Challenge Cup, 
And I'm looking at these two teams now, and I've been going back and forth. You know, I, I knew we were going to hop on this podcast and record this preview and say, you know, we're going to have to do picks. And, and I was going back and forth and back and forth. And I thought for a second, even toying with the idea about the potential for for penalty kicks. And I've been very impressed with sort of the uh, the evolution and the growth of this Spirits Eye through the Challenge Cup. It just sort of has felt like they've gotten a little bit stronger as the Challenge Cup has gone on for them. And I think that they're going to maybe come out in this game with a little bit of a, a chip on their shoulder because of how they advanced to this uh, to this Challenge Cup. There was some, some controversy, quite frankly, towards the end of that uh, semifinal against the Rain with the no call, the handle going to uh, penalty mm-hmm. kicks, and then not just penalty kicks, but sudden death penalty kicks. It was high drama for sure. But I'm taking things into consideration like the player rotation aspect, depth, you know, bench depth, the quick turnaround, and something else that I'm taking a look at that I probably maybe shouldn't tip my hat one way or the other. But I'm looking at the fact uh, that this is going to be uh, held at Wake Med Soccer Park in yeah. North Carolina. And uh, I got to say, after taking a look at some of the previous performances, I'm going to be going with North Carolina Courage in this one. I think that there is enough there. There's enough footage to have. There's enough tape on both sides of the pitch to go back and filter through and say, here's where we need to make an adjustment. Here's what we need to do. I think both of the games that they faced off against the Washington spirit were wildly different games. I think they had uh, two attempts, uh, two, two times where they had a two, two draw, but that first match, it was a game that they allowed the spirit back into and ultimately closed out with that two, two draw. And this second match was a little more end to end. We Mm -hmm. saw a little bit different action happening between these two sides and that, Second match in particular, it was one of those games in which the courage sort of found themselves having to kind of grind out a result. And I'm not too sure if we had a match from the courage side during their challenge cup group play where they kind of showed a little bit of that gritty grinder mentality where sometimes you have to just sort of get a little bit, you know, just sort of slog it out, even if it is just to walk away with a result. Now, in terms of the, the depth, in terms of the, the, bench on these teams. We're, again, we're recording this preview and we don't have uh, availability reports at this time. They're not uh, uh, you know, in the inboxes for, for us to sort of see who is or who is not uh, available. But I'm also looking at that as well in terms of going from the semifinal to now this final. We saw Washington Spirit side with some, some questionable things there and the Kurt side also where maybe they had some players listed as out, but now they're sort of bumped up to questionable. I'm looking to see if maybe somebody like a Carson Pickett is going to be more readily available for this type of match. I think she's a phenomenal player for them. She absolutely breaks a different level when she's out on the flanks for them. But I'm also equally impressed with with their rookies as well. Their young players. Uh, we're talking about a Diana Ordonez who who gave them that go ahead goal in the semifinal, getting tasked with the with the with the start in this one. But you mentioned as well, you know, Leah Berkeley going and getting a goal in this previous match mm-hmm. uh, between the the two teams uh in their east group 
play. Uh, so I'm looking for what is essentially going to be perhaps uh, a home field boost for, for this team. And, and maybe that they sort of ride that and kind of potentially use that as a bit of an X factor for themselves, because I mostly am of the belief that these two teams are pretty, uh, you know, they match up each other with each other very well. I don't know if I would say that they're evenly matched, but I do believe that what we're going to see in the cup final are two teams that have familiarity with each other. And there's going to maybe be a lot of cancellation out on the pitch in that aspect. So uh, I'm a little nervous that maybe this game could come down to penalties, but my hope is that it gets taken care of in regulation and that it's going to be the North Carolina courage left in the cup. I don't see it going to penalties just because Washington just did that against OL rain and, and they could have put it away during the match. Um, so I don't think so. I think Washington wants to end this in regulation. They have 90 full minutes to get the job done. Um, but I like it. I like that you're taking the home side. I think playing at Wake Med Soccer Park is a huge advantage for North Carolina to have their fans there. I know that people are excited to have those tickets and to be able to go to this Challenge Cup final. We even got some comments on our YouTube page of, yeah. of people that listen into Attacking Third saying – Hey, we can't be there for the pregame show. We can't be there for the yeah. Challenge Cup live recap because I'm going to the game. So <laughs> I'm super happy for I those fans it. because that's huge. Like, that's awesome. As a fan, you've watched your team play on the road, and now you get to go to a cup final at home for North Carolina and up against a Washington Spirit team that you're exactly right. They could cancel each other out in a lot of different facets all over the pitch. It's going to be a, a game of momentum and a game of moments in, in these moments of greatness, which players are going to step up. We know Dabini is going to have a number of those moments. Yep. Caroline is going to have those moments. Carson Pickett going to have some of those moments, but I, I also believe Ashley Sanchez, Trinity Rodman, they're going to have those oh, moments. Yeah. Aubrey Bledsoe is going to have those moments of greatness. Um, I'm it truly so excited for this match. You've got North Carolina, I've got Washington. We'll see on Saturday we'll how see. it all boils down. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. North Carolina Courage taking on Washington Spirit Saturday, May 7th, 1 p.m. Eastern time on CBS. You love to see it. You love to hear it. We're going to be keeping an eye on it. Don't forget to tune in to our pregame and postgame live with Lori Lindsay. We're going to be on YouTube taking care of all of the action for you and all the buildup. But we've got more picks to make as we do a regular season preview for you all. And we're going to do that right after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
NWSL regular season action continues week two for the regular season already. We've got some adjustments that were made uh, in light of the Challenge Cup semifinals uh, being completed. That now means that North Carolina versus Portland Thorns, which was originally scheduled for Saturday, May 7th at 7 p.m., will be rescheduled to August 24th at 7 p.m. at Wake Med Soccer Park. And Chicago Red Stars versus Washington Spirit was originally scheduled scheduled for Saturday, May 7th as well. That has been moved to June 8th at 8 p.m. Eastern at SeatGeek Stadium. So that means for us here at Attacking Third, we've got four games to go through for regular season fixtures. And we're going to give you some picks on each one as these eight clubs go head-to-head. Let's start off with San Diego Wave FC versus New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC. This is the lone match on Saturday, May 7th. And it's a late one, West Coast action. It's kicking off at 10 p.m. Eastern. Lisa, when we're taking a look at these two teams, who are you picking and why? So I love that we only have four. I mean, I'm sad. Of course, I wish there were six (laughs) games, but because there's only four, it's a little bit more consumable for me as a fan and as an analyst breaking down all of these games. Um, But this is a huge match between these two sides because San Diego Wave, they get their second test as an expansion side against a, a Gotham team that has picked up a little bit of momentum in this regular season. They fell flat. Gotham fell flat throughout the Challenge Cup. They're coming off a 3-0 win over Orlando, and they had three different goal scorers. Christy Mewis getting a goal in the run of play. Margaret Purse doing what she does best, getting on the backside of defenders, uh, ball in over the top. Great decision-making to stay left side and, and hit the ball with her left foot towards the far post. But San Diego Wave, they're also coming off of a win. This match is going to be a huge test. The fact that it is at home for San Diego gives the wave an advantage for sure. Um, they have their their home fans on their side. This is the first regular season home match for San Diego. And if it is even one-tenth of what the home match was, the opening home match for Angel City, it's going to be electric for San Diego. And, and I know that San Diego wave fans are going to show up for their team. Um, This is a tough one for me to pick off the bat because I think Gotham is, is in this to win this. They they have wiped the slate clean of challenge cup and what they couldn't perform, what they couldn't put together on the pitch. And now going up against a San Diego team, um, they can, they can prove themselves a lot. I want to say San Diego because I'm going to be honest. I want San Diego to win this one, but I think Gotham's going to come out on top. I do. Yeah, I'm going. I was going back and forth a little bit on this one too, and just sort of taking consideration of uh, the regular season matches that they had in Week One. This is going to be Gotham on the road, and uh, San Diego has played pretty well in Torreo Stadium, their home facility, and uh, they've been doing okay. That's they've made it at the very least a, a tough place to play mm-hmm. in a, in a short span of time, and they're coming off of a win against Houston, but this was a game against the Houston Dash side that just uh, have been having their own struggles on the pitch. And unfortunately, that has now turned into some things off of the pitch as well. So getting a win off of this Houston Dash side, uh, a team that is is currently struggling with things, but having this goal come 
and the 86th minute of the game it took a long time for them to get this uh, this win and then you have Gotham yes coming away with a 3-0 win over Orlando Pride but we're looking at Orlando Pride as a, as a team that's also going through their own things with a new head coach and, and going through the process of a rebuild and in, integrating a ton of new faces into uh, a system that is sort of still finding its its identity so I, I'm almost sort of feeling like this is week two both of these teams have uh, a regular season match under their belt but this is still very very early I think they're still going to be trying to figure out some things out on the pitch and even though Gotham is the team on the road in this one I'm feeling the same way about this one Lisa I think Gotham is going to come into uh, Torreya Stadium and and make a little bit of noise I don't know if we're going to get a big 3-0 win or or even something narrow like a 1-0 win that San Diego had against Houston but I hope it's entertaining and I think it's going to tip the way of Gotham as they sort of wipe the slate clean and look ahead to delivering results in the regular season. Uh, let's move on to the next match. We've got a triple header for May 8th, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's going to kick off with Kansas City versus Houston Dash at 5 p.m., Eastern time. Kansas City hosting this one at Children's Mercy Park. Kansas City coming off of a 3-0 loss to Portland. And Houston coming off that 1-0 loss to San Diego. Lisa, when you're looking at these two teams going head-to-head, who are you picking in this one and why? So we've seen Kansas City and Houston play each other. They faced off throughout the Challenge Cup. Um, They played three times throughout the Challenge Cup, which was a lot. But you have to take a look at their regular season matches that they're coming off of. Kansas City went into Portland and uh, they got pummeled 3-0 against Portland in that match. And Houston, they played at home against San Diego Wave. And and we just talked about it. It was a late-game winner from Jody Taylor that was able to lift uh, San Diego over Houston. So when we look at the challenge cup rematches that these two teams played against each other, most recently they played um, in the group stage in Kansas city one against Houston. That was two to one. And then the very last time that these two teams played in the challenge cup, um, Sorry, I'm just, it was Kansas City winning 3-0 in that one. So Kansas City got the upper hand over Houston in both of those Challenge Cup matches, one of them being a shutout. But things are a little different now. Houston is traveling to Children's Mercy Park. Um, Kansas City, they, they've they had a week after that Portland loss to regroup and say, okay, we're facing outside competition, outside of our, our little bubble of a central region. What do we need to do to regroup? And that's find more consistency in what kind of identity Kansas City is going to be. Are they going to um, attack a lot down the flank? Are they going to possess a little bit more? Are they going to drive centrally? And in the Challenge Cup match that Kansas City just played in the semifinal, we saw so much more confidence in the diversity of their attack. They were able to hold the ball when they needed to, slow down play, really dictate the tempo, but also push, find Kristen Hamilton in the attack. We saw Haley Mace come into that semifinal match for Kansas City. City as well in the second half coming back from a bit of an injury is Mace so I'm hoping she'll get more time against Houston but ultimately I have Kansas City uh, getting the upper hand over Houston for the third time this season um, and Kansas City coming away with the win at home. I'm with you, Lisa. I think I think there's a trend here that we're going to be doing. We're going to be making this similar picks, I think, at least for these first two. I'm also going with Kansas City in this one. I just didn't see enough from Houston Dash in that uh, regular season opener, their home opener, mm-hmm. uh, against San Diego. It's If anything, I... 
this is a team that we talked about during the Challenge Cup where we were left with more questions than answers. And I think after that week one loss in the regular season against San Diego, I I have even more. And I, I... it's unfortunate because you look across that roster and you see you can look and point out these uh, pieces of individual talent that they have along the roster when you can go through each line and point out a couple, whether it's uh, somebody like a, a daily or a Nichelle Prince or a Maria Sanchez in their, in their attack or in their back line with, with somebody like a Katie Naughton being able like, to be this sort of, uh, you know, confident and, and calm kind of presence in, in, in the center back role, uh, you know, but there's just, it's not coming together for whatever reason on on the pitch. And I think for Kansas City, we've sort of seen the opposite of that. We've seen this team already begin to take those steps in terms of trying to solidify who they are trying to be in 2022. And I think coming off of that big loss against Portland in the regular season, coming back home to Children's Mercy Park to have the home opener for their regular season. They do not want to disappoint. I think they want to get back to the soccer and to the identity they were trying to establish in terms of becoming a team that is going to be tough to play against this year in 2022. I also have them picking up a win in this one. I don't know if it's going to be a big blowout, which we saw them do against the Dash in the Challenge Cup, because I think the Houston will also be coming in with a little bit uh, to prove as well. But I think it might be a little more narrow, but I think that Kansas City is going to walk away with the win in this one as well. Let's take a look at the other match that is taking place. OL Reign versus Racing Louisville FC. This one is going to be kicking off at 6 p.m., Eastern. So we've got about an hour's difference between these two matches. Oh, Rain. Oh, my goodness. Lisa, we got to talk about both of these teams, yeah. quite frankly. But setting the stage a little bit for this one, coming off of a tough semifinal uh, results in the Challenge Cup against Washington Spirit, going to make the return to Lumen Field, coming off of, uh, you know, the, the tough result with that ended in, in penalty kicks and uh, a 2-1 loss in the regular season oper, opener to Washington Spirit as well. So a couple of tough things, I think, on the mental side of things that they're going to have to quickly try to get over. And, and if I'm racing Louisville, on the road in this one, going into Lumen Field, having to go up against an all rain side that is coming off of some tough results. It's uh, it might be a little. They might they might be facing a little bit of a tempered <laughs> OL rain side uh, for sure. I, I I have to believe that uh, this one could have some fireworks in it on the rain side of the pitch. Lisa, when when you're looking at these two teams, are are you swinging one way or the other? We've yet to pick a draw in, in any of these matches. We might we may or may not. But who are you looking at in this one and why? I don't see OL Reign Racing Louisville ending in a draw. I have OL Reign taking the win in this one. As you mentioned, there's so many emotions coming into this match for Racing Louisville. They're coming off two back-to-back losses against Washington Spirit, one of them in the Challenge Cup semifinal, going to penalty kicks. Um, they're... Jess Fishlock ultimately is the one that got her last penalty kick saved. That was the last domino to fall in that match, letting giving Washington Spirit that win. But Jess Fishlock also suffered a bit of an injury during that semifinal game, a bit of a calf injury. She didn't get taken off. She continued to play through it. I, I'm curious to see if she will play in this match against Racing Louisville. As a competitor, I know Fishlock wants to do that, but is it the smartest for her to continue to play through an injury so early on in the regular season? Probably not. However, 
Laura Harvey is pissed after that loss. I think Rose Lavelle is upset. I mean, the entirety of OL Reign is not happy with how the Challenge Cup semifinal ended. The fact that they didn't make it to the final, they are, are going to take it out on Racing Louisville. And, and Racing Louisville, I don't think they should be scared, but it's got to be a bit intimidating going into Lumen Field, going up against a team that is coming off back-to-back back back losses and are just fired up to get a win. I could see this being a complete shootout in the terms that Racing Louisville is is looking to go to gold. They're, they're going to be opened up and exposed because they're going to look to stretch. Emily Fox is going to have a a lot to deal with in terms of OL Reign attack. Uh, but ultimately, I have OL Reign winning this one against Racing Louisville. And at home, yeah, Laura Harvey's side is going to take the win. To be frank and to be fair, I don't think, considering the buildup to this week two in the regular season for the rain, I don't think it would really matter who was going into Lumen Field. It just happens. It just happens to be that it's going to be racing Louisville in, in this one. Uh, the personnel available for for all rain ahead of their Challenge Cup semifinal. We saw the the update there last minute with the addition of Quinn and their status being upgraded to out. And and even without a player of that caliber looking at what the rain were trying to produce in the semifinal, mm -hmm. just sort of even let that final 15 minutes stretch, uh, just really seeing like, okay, this this is the rain. This is they could just turn it on at any moment of the game and I think uh, knowing that this team is capable of that we're probably going to continue to see that in this regular season match I'm also going with all rain to take the victory in this one uh, not too sure again if it's if I'm going high in terms of a scoreline or a low scoreline I don't know if I'm deeply committed to that quite frankly I'm just uh, eager to sort of see how they come out in response to these last couple of games that they've got mm -hmm. under their belt, quite frankly. Um, I'm curious to see uh, who is going to be available in, in addition uh, to, to racing Louisville, who have had uh, a little bit less games in between, right. Mm -hmm. Versus some uh, versus a team like the rain, you know, Jessica Fishlock will look like to be playing through some things in that semifinal. And uh, we'll, we'll see if there's any added minutes for somebody like a Megan Rapino, who ultimately made her NWSL debut in 2022, coming in very late into the, that Challenge Cup semifinal. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I think I'm, I'm excited to see who is available and who gets a crack at this week too. And uh, I think making a return to Lumen Fields after having to be away on the road for Challenge Cup, yeah. I think is a welcomed added element for this club. There's no place like home, right? So I think that the rain are going to take this one as well. Last one for the episode, we've got Angel City versus Orlando Pride. That is going to close out the triple header for Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern time for the kickoff. Angel City going to host this one again at Bank of California Stadium, coming off of a huge electric win against North Carolina Courage, defeating the Courage 2-1 in their first ever regular season victory. And you've got Orlando Pride coming off of that 3-0 loss to Gotham. When we're looking at these two teams Lisa, who are you looking at and why are we going 
Are we are we going for the same team again in this one? Tell me who you got. I I, I hope we're not, but we might be. Angel City FC. I I think they're gonna win this one. So who do you have before we dive into this? I'm, I'm also looking at Angel City in this one. But I love go. it. We're finally. It's almost a year doing the podcast, and we're just. <laughs> Clicking on all <laughs> cylinders right now. Um, yeah, Angel City, they're they're coming off of just such an electric home opener against North Carolina. Um, and because of that, I think they're going to carry this momentum into it. It's their second home game. We saw a lot of positive things from Angel City throughout the Challenge Cup and, and it carried over into that opening regular season game about how Angel City can keep the ball. They can possess. They can play really quick one-two touches. They can dribble themselves out of pressure and a number of players on the pitch, not just Kristen Press or or um, Savannah McCaskill, but a lot of different players can find themselves in trouble and be able to problem solve and get off, get out of that. Their off-ball movement has been tremendous. Constantly, the three, four players in closest degree to the ball are moving, looking to get into open space, scanning the field, trying to find that next pass, which allows for such a greater rate of possession out of a team like Angel City that needs to keep the ball moving. They don't have a deep bench. They can't be running all over the pitch. They have to let the ball do the work. And we've seen that. This will be a test for them against Orlando Pride. They're coming off of a a tough 3-0 loss to Gotham. And Orlando is a team that's struggling. But they have good pieces and they have players that can disrupt teams and cause trouble for opponents. I'm looking at Gunny Yon's daughter. I even think... um, Erica Timrak has provided a lot for Orlando Pride. Orlando now has Erin McLeod back in net, a goalkeeper, after she suffered a bit of an injury during the Challenge Cup. So Erin McLeod will play really well, and she's going to keep her eye on Kristen Press this entire match. But ultimately, Angel City is just putting the pieces together slowly. They're they're picking up speed and momentum, and that's because they're staying at home. Bank of California Stadium, they have have their fans. This momentum from last week is going to roll over into this week. And I, I see Angel City taking the win in this one. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. I, th- I think, uh, <laughs> quite frankly, kind of a depleted bench or, or, or lack of, of depth on, on the rosters in this one might be the thing that kind of cancels each other out. I yeah. think you're going to have an Angel City side, the expansion side in this one, uh, try to get on the board early and try to dictate tempo from the jump versus a pride team that has had some injury blows really early on into their season, coupled with a a ton of new faces that are still getting, uh, you know, adapted to, uh, NWSL transitional type of play. Yes, it's a plus that Aaron McLeod is, is back in net for this team. It's a plus having uh, the experience of somebody like uh, a Gunny John's daughter. And uh, this is a team that, that showed us during uh, the Challenge Cup that they can maybe navigate their ways through a little bit of a physical choppy type of game and maybe scrap out a little bit of a result or even just make things uh, make it a difficult day, quite frankly, if you're the opposition. But I just think in terms of uh, what it means to get a win in soccer, and that means getting the ball in the back of the net, I think in this game, Angel City has the better of the pieces in this one against an Orlando Pride team that has been struggling to do just that. So that's why I'm going with Angel City 
in this one, and I cannot believe it. We did four matches, and we took <laughs> all wins, and we picked all the same teams, Lisa. So you know what that means. I'm excited to come back on here and see what went wrong. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I like that, though, because I, we finally have a taste of what each of these teams can bring, not only against similar competition that we saw throughout the Challenge Cup, but also in the first weekend of the regular season, we got to see different competition. We got to see different sides of a lot of teams that were trying to figure out what worked throughout the Challenge Cup, and now the pieces are coming together. Um, I can't believe it's only the second weekend of the regular season, but we have Challenge Cup final as well. There's just so much to look forward to, and the fact that we no draws and we have all the same picks. Yeah, I'll, I'll see you on Sunday night. We'll see what happened. We will. We will see what happens. Gosh, it's been quite the week so far and we are not <laughs> done. Here is your reminder once more that we're going to have a live pregame show May 7th, 1230 to 1 p.m. before the Challenge Cup final with Lori Lindsay. Make sure you follow us at Attacking Third on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash Attacking Third so that you do not miss a single second of our pregame show. We want to thank you all so much for joining us and listening along to Attacking Third in this supersized preview. You can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at Attacking Third. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to your podcast shows. We're also available as video. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash Attacking Third. And if you have questions for us, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with your question, and we'll answer it during a mailbag segment. We'll be back on Saturday for our Challenge Cup final live pregame show on YouTube.com slash Attacking Third for Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman. This was Attacking Third. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the South Side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.